All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Filibuster Freestyle. It's your buddy Gavin. It's been a couple weeks since our last podcast, which was our Labor Day extravaganza or extravaganza. Tomato, tomato. Anyway, coming up today, Roscoe P. from Drilling Threes. Got an interesting topic for you. Uh, We're not going to hit the whole topic today, but we're going to tease it. We're going to brainstorm it. Um, Essentially, we're going to look for the most overrated bands and or performers of all time. Um, We're not limiting this to one genre or one category. We're going to be looking at pop, country, rock, R&B, rap, singer-songwriter, disco, whatever. Essentially, we're just looking for the most overrated bands or performers of all time. Um, also have a couple hot takes for Roscoe P, which I'm, I'm not going to surprise him with, but I'm going to talk to him very briefly on the pre-show, but then hopefully we get some good hilarity out of that as well. So filibusterfreestyle.com with your buddy Gavin. Here comes the theme song on the flip side. It's Roscoe P. Ladies and gents, as promised, on the phone, most likely in the Pioneer Valley of Massachusetts, where I where I last saw him. Roscoe P. What's up, brother? I am in the Pioneer Valley. Uh, I'm having a terrible day, of course. Um, it's not often in the last 17 years as a Patriots fan you don't see your team get their butts kicked up and down the field very often. But today we saw that. Hard, hard, to, difficult to watch. Difficult to watch. Yes, this game is certainly. Uh, there's two things. One, if you want to take the the rosy colored view. Uh, it's the we're on to Cincinnati game from like four years sure. ago. Okay. Yeah. Number two, um, quarterback's forty-one years old. Yeah. Uh, none of his receivers that used to be crunch time guys, besides Rob Gronkowski, are around anymore. Uh, and that's what you get. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, the, the even rosier view from recent history, and they, I believe uh, uh, Jim Nance said this on the broadcast today is that the Patriots record in September last year when they went to the Super Bowl was two and two correct so you know this is kind of how they do it that you don't it's, it's the old Rex Ryan thing about you know he thinks you win the Super Bowl in September you don't win the Super Bowl in September you figure it out in the first couple months and then they win all the games at the end so but still it's it's a it's jarring to see your team just get I mean they didn't, they didn't just, it's one thing if they, like Jacksonville's good uh, they're very hateable, but they're very good. They're at home. Blake Bortles played. Tony Romo says the best game he's ever seen Blake Bortles play, okay. which is probably, probably right. Um, but it, it wasn't like a hard-fought back-and-forth game. Like, that was a, a thumping. Yeah, you for know, sure. You, for you sure. You see the Patriots take. But yeah, but okay. we're on to Detroit. We're on to Detroit. And, um, you know, I, I think the only thing I would say is – Jacksonville definitely had a lot to play for today. And the, the thing right. that I did not, and I'll tell you right exactly why I didn't think about it, I didn't think about the fact that it's Florida in September and that it would be like 100 degrees in the it's field. It's 1,000 degrees. I was, I was in Florida last week. It's 1,000 degrees. Right. And so, see, I'm in the middle of what, what used to be known as uh, Hurricane Florence, now known as Tropical Storm Florence. And, uh, I'd like to get an update after this if we could. Sure, and I can lead right into that. I have not seen the sun in like 72 hours. Um, I've seen rain sideways, upwards, downwards, right, left, and front. Uh, 
Our good friend Tana Prosper thought my Instagram post uh, contained hail today. It might have been. It looked like hail. It may have been either hail or gigantic raindrops from the ceiling. Yeah, mutant raindrops. So anyway, I don't think anything's 97 degrees today because, again, I haven't seen the sun in three days. So uh, we're doing fine here in my building. My car is on the fourth floor of my concrete garage. I live on the fourth floor of a building with five floors. Uh, I also live at the top of a hill. Um, relative to floodplains. So I'm in good shape. The city, the state, and the region, not in great shape. No, not in good shape at all. And and some people think getting worse because the the flooding is, I mean, it's good to hear that you're in a, sounds like a flood, this area that's safe from flooding, but the flooding is going to be pretty bad, I think, over the next few days. Correct. And the thing is, um, you know, I have to drive through several areas that are probably flooded tomorrow to get to work, assuming that they want me to go there, slash I try. So we're going to find out a lot more in the next 24 hours about what's going on outside of my building, because with the exception of a little walk around the neighborhood yesterday, uh, today was the worst of it, and I stayed inside. Smart, yeah. Probably don't want to be outside in the hurricane. Speaking of that, not to make light of it, but did you see the viral clip of the weather guy pretending he was getting yeah. blown away and then two kids walked by in shorts and raincoats? What a two dink. Guys just walked by, yeah. I, I didn't plan this segment, but we're going to call that What a Dink. Yeah. <laughs> Unlucky. He's this week's What a Dink of the Week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully everybody's okay with me saying dink seven times because I'm already up to five. Yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. Places listening. Well, my, wait a minute. Before we get off the hurricane, I think. Yep. I think I am uh, is another milestone here. Is this the first hurricane podcast? Well, yes and no. Um, So last year, as folks would recall, both Andy Maslin and Ann Kennedy, two of our pundits, were in successive back-to-back hurricanes. Harvey Uh, and I uh, think not Irene. Was it Irene? I don't remember. No, Irene was back in Massachusetts. I don't know. Harvey was the one that hit Texas for sure. Texas, yeah. And then there was one before Maria, which destroyed Puerto Rico. Right. And then there was one that hit Florida where Andy lives. And, and I got some coverage of both of them that somehow was also lost, even though I wasn't in the hurricane. <laughs> right. So it's not the first time that somebody on the podcast has been in a, in a hurricane. It's the first time you have been. Yes. We are, we, are, we are podcasting live from the remnants of a hurricane as we right. speak. Well, that's not as good. Not as good. All right, so no milestone here tonight, but whatever. We'll still, we'll still knock it out of the park. I feel good about that. All right, place, yeah. places listening. Hopefully these people are not experiencing any hurricanes. Philippines has been hot and heavy for the freestyle over the last 30 days. Feeling good about that. Great. Uh, good friends down under in Australia. Also Indonesia. So the Pacific slash Indian Ocean is just feeling it right now. Pacific Rim is big on the freestyle. Yeah, our friends in Canada, our friends in the United Kingdom are always around. The United Arab Emirates is back in the fold. Um, keep getting listens in Russia. I think I'm just going to say hello to Vladimir right now. How are you, sir? Um, P.S. You're also a dink. <laughs> <laughs> now, now prove that you're not listening. <laughs> uh, France, Ireland, Brazil, Obrigado, Switzerland, Mexico, Iran, New Zealand, Trinidad, and Tobago, all checking in this week, Roscoe P. Do you know anybody in any of those places? I know somebody from Trinidad and Tobago, but he doesn't currently live there. Okay. Well, maybe... So so I guess no. I guess my answer is no. Okay. So the top cities, really quickly, just because we're here, Ashburn, Virginia, back in front, you know, again. Roscoe, 
I don't think you need to do this with me, but somebody needs to ride with me or meet me in Ashburn outside of DC. Let's do a podcast live from somewhere in Ashburn and see if our friends there show up. What do you think about that? That'd be great. A live podcast with, with friends, with guests. Yes. In Ashburn. Yeah. And like plenty of warnings. So whoever the folks are who listen, who we love, by the way, will hopefully come down and have a beer with us or something. That would be outstanding. No doubt. Now I am detecting, uh, there's been some newfound love in Seattle, Washington, which is great stuff. Oh. Not sure who that is, but I appreciate it. Um, Charlotte's, Charlotte's representing a place called Alangaro, Philippines in the house. Uh, Dubai, Brisbane, Montreal, a place called Kerang, Indonesia. Um, another place in the Philippines called Carmona. And then we got Monterey, Mexico, and plenty more. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, I would love to do a live show in Ashburn or Seattle or Alangaro, Philippines, whatever comes first. Whatever comes first. All right, Roscoe, can I ask you a quick question? Absolutely. Do you watch, do you watch the Red Zone channel? Um, I did. I don't currently get it on my uh, cable power, what I, what I use for cable. I cut the cord, so I'm a, oh. I'm a PlayStation View guy now. Look at you. Okay, Mr. Mr. Millennial, who's not a millennial. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I enjoyed it a lot when I had it. I don't currently have it. I'm just going to say, today I reintroduced myself after, you know, a good six, eight-month break to the Red Zone Chris, channel. Chris Hansen. Chris Hansen's an American hero. He's unbelievable. And I'm telling you what, the Red Zone channel Scott is... Scott Hansen. What's his name? It's not Chris Hansen. That's the guy from Catch a Predator. Scott Hansen. <laughs> Scott Hansen. Chris have Hansen. a seat. Go ahead and have a seat. Chris Hansen's also an American hero, but this is Scott Hansen. Yeah, they're, they're heroes for different reasons. Um... Yeah. So anyway, Marvelous Channel, let me hit you with a hot take. I want you to rebut it if you can. You probably can, but I'll give you a chance. There is no one regular season game I would rather watch start to finish instead of watching all seven hours of Scott Hansen doing the Red Zone Channel. It's really great. It's such a great idea, and he's so good at it. Fantastic. And like you can, yeah. you can passively watch it, and you still know everything that happened. Right. You don't actually have to watch a game. It's unbelievable. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really great. So back to the Patriots. I had a hot take I wrote down earlier. Our friend Tom Coughlin, formerly of the New York Giants, formerly, formerly of his current employer, the Jacksonville Jaguars, he owns Bill Belichick. Like he, Matt, owns, he owns the Patriots. It's unbelievable. It's like Matt Damon owns Teddy KGB in the movie Rounders. It's yeah. unbelievable. I don't know what the tell is because I know it's not Oreos, but but whatever whatever Tom Coughlin learned from Bill Belichick during the Giants days when they worked together, it is it, he is not telling us what it is, but he knows what it is. Yeah, I mean, all people bring up is that you have to get pressure on Tom Brady without blitzing, but like that's not like everybody knows that. So maybe yeah. maybe Coughlin's just good at yeah, do at, it. Yeah, building a team with defensive lineman who can rush the passer without blitzing and so you only have to send four guys maybe he just gets the right guys to do that but that doesn't seem like i mean everybody knows you have to do that that's not that's not really a secret i don't know that's the only thing there's got to be more to it than that but my, my other thing is this they clearly have i mean tom coughlin since the first giant super bowl in 07 08 whatever the heck it was uh he clearly knows how to beat a team to beat the patriots yeah but they're but like again they're not in the same division uh, they play once every three years unless they both finish at the exact same position in each other's divisions. Which is what happened last year. Correct. You can, you can make the argument that you've got to go through New England and get to the Super Bowl, but I just think that 
It's a, it's a fool's blueprint. It's a, sorry, it's a fool's blueprint. Easy for me to say. Because you're basically building to beat a team with a 41-year-old quarterback and a coach who might hang it up in any minute. And how are you going to get up to play whoever with a mobile quarterback? You know, I don't know. I, I, I will believe it when I see it that Blake Bortles is going to have another good year. But my hat is off to them for owning Bill Belichick and the Patriots through Tom Coughlin. For sure. They sure do. And, and the significance of today, if there is one, is that now it's likely the AFC Championship game is in Jacksonville already through two weeks. We, you know, if it comes down to these two teams, although there's a there's a couple guys out in Kansas City who might have something to say about that. But uh, Oh, no question. I do not I, – I, I do not think talent-wise Jacksonville is as good as Kansas City. Yeah, that would be an interesting game because Kansas City's defense stinks, but their offense is like they, they look like the Rams from you know 2000, 2000, 2001. Like their offense is unstoppable. Right, every dude's mobile, every dude's yeah. fast, and at every yeah. dude. So good luck, good luck putting four guys on a guy who can run, throw, pass. Yeah, right. Pat Mahomes, unless he sabotages himself, is the truth right now. Uh, he seems to be the real deal. Yeah. Speaking of the real deal, let's get into the meat of the show, okay? Uh, we are not tonight, and I already told the folks this before the theme song rolled. Oh, you did? Oh, great. We are not going to break down the most overrated band of all time or performer of all time tonight. We are going to brainstorm on who yeah. should be in the field. Yeah. And so just you know, letting people know that one more time. Um, and it kind of starts with, 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 a, with a couple guys, one of whom is definitely overrated, and one I'll be interested to see if he is overrated. And one is a hot take... Oh, and I forgot to ask you this part during uh, the pre-show, but just go with just go with this last part, okay? Okay. You'll be glad you'll be glad you did. <laughs> anyway, um, there's a rap beef right now between Eminem and this guy, Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. I asked you if you cared at all, and you said no. No. Do you think Eminem's that overrated? No. Okay. Do you think Machine what? Gun Kelly's yeah, overrated? Does. But do I think what? Sorry, what did you just say? I missed it. I said I said Machine Gun Kelly thinks Eminem is overrated. Fair. Do you think Machine Gun Kelly is overrated? Uh, I don't know anything about him. Uh, so in, in my mind, if he's rated at all, then yes, he's overrated because he probably stinks. Okay, fair. But I, I don't know enough about him to know. I don't know. If he's, I don't. I don't know one of his songs. Okay, good. And that that makes the point that I wanted to make sure we made with the fans and the listeners, which is, I don't think it's possible for us or anybody to properly rate, overrate, or underrate anybody who's, like, first hit the scene in the last 18 months or less, right? So so my, my proposition to you is anybody who kind of, like, we know what their body of work was, like, by Christmas of 2016 or before, um, I think we can start to form an opinion, but anything that's happened kind of, like, in 2017 or this year in 2018, I feel like it's too fluid, right? Like, Machine Gun Kelly could never be heard from again, or he could be Macklemore in six months. You know what I mean? And we have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, it's... Yeah, yeah I think when you're talking... Well, like, the bulk of what we're going to talk about tonight, I mean, these are more like classic acts who have a whole... Like you said, have basically have their... Most of their career behind them. Correct. And, and have a place in history. Like, like Machine Gun's time... Machine Gun Kelly's time is now. If, if he has a time, it's not... He's not part of history yet. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. The other thing that came up yesterday in our little pre-show talk was that white people have essentially come in um, in flux to the rap game lately. Um, Post Malone, you let me know that G-Eazy's white. I had no idea. Um, yeah. 
Mac Miller, of course. Mac Miller, R.I.P. Which our friend, our friend Curtis Fingers made an unfortunate comment yesterday um, that instead of having a rap beef with you, Roscoe P. Uh, he chose another route, and that that Curtis Fingers is too soon and not funny. <laughs> Am I right? Wait, wait. Curtis Fingers said that because I think I said that. Uh, if you want to own it, I was going to try to bail you out, but okay. Oh, no, I'll go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I immediately took it back, but yes, I, I did. Uh, okay, uh, that was me. Yeah. Well, anyway, sorry to Curtis Fingers for throwing him under the bus, but as anybody yeah. who listens to this show knows, when in doubt, blame it on Curtis Fingers. Yeah. But Roscoe P's going to take it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take it, but then I, you know, I, I didn't actually. Not actually yet. And R.I.P. To, to Mac Miller. I don't know much about him, but no. I just hate him. It seemed like he was a very well-liked guy, like, like a good person. I don't know much about his music, but Correct. I actually, the little I know I don't like, but a lot of people really liked him. He seemed like a good guy. It was kind of a sad story. Just couldn't. Couldn't shake the uh, addictions and, you know, yeah. it catches up to you. So. And whenever anybody, uh, especially that young, isn't around yes. anymore, that's, that's just, that's, that's terrible. So we're not, like, we're not making, we're not making light of it. Um, but yeah. we were talking about rap beefs and the fact that you need one. You need a rap beef. Yeah, I need something. I got to get going here. But let me ask you this, based on this whole, like, inflow. I mean, like, we are now well beyond kind of, like, vanilla ice or snow yeah. or, like, MC search from third base, like, Sprinkled in white dudes. Like we're now at a point where Mitsubishi commercials have like white guys rapping in the commercials. Like my point is, this was not scheduled, but okay, R and B, blues, rock and roll. Those are all genres that were were started in North America by by black folks, by African American folks, and then like white people came and ruined it. And so like. New music was created. No, new genres were started. Do you think 35, 40 years into hip-hop, we're finally getting to a point where, like, young people are going to create another genre of music because, like, middle-aged white dudes are ruining it, or are we not there yet with hip-hop? Well, I mean, I think I created one, you know, 15 years ago. What do you mean? I, I think I think the style of music that I try to create and what I tried to do with us in Drilling Threes is, is a new... is new and different and kind of combining live instruments with rapping and you know i think there's a an evolution there that uh, uh I, i'm surprised no one else i'm surprised there hasn't a band that's been commercially successful that does what drilling breeze started to do well the only thing i would say is the, the, the roots the roots kind of do that uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think our songs sound like The Roots, though. I think if you played one of our original songs for somebody, they wouldn't be like, oh, that sounds like The Roots. Not at all. Right. So, yes, they, they play live instruments, but I don't think it sounds like us. But anyway, that's not really, that's just, that's a self-congratulatory answer. Um, I enjoyed I, it, though. I, that was really good. <laughs> a, new, a new style of music has emerged. It's this trap, or whatever people call it. Ooh, good it's, point. It's, it's horrible. I mean, that this is what, hip-hop has become in the last several years it's taken a really terrible turn yeah trap music's interesting but i agree that it's kind of everywhere now though i i think i think that we're probably six months away from again whatever the next iteration of hip-hop is i will make one more hot take and this is i'm like this is all complete filibustering and freestyling because none of this is written down on the page um I feel like a couple of the jams that I've heard this summer are actually bringing back a lot of the 80s type and early 90s type rap hooks. Yeah, I think it's starting to come back the other way. 
I really do. I think we're going to get no more mumbling for a while. I right. think we're going to get, like, I'm not saying live instrumental instrumental tracks, but I think we're going to go back to some big, like, 70s bass lines, some, like, really full drums. I think it's going to completely flip the other way. Yeah. That's what, just what me. Was your question before going to be, did white people ruin rap music? Is that where you were going with that? Well, are we at a saturation point where there's no turning back and rap music is officially, like, a domain of white people and that, like... No. Okay. No. I hope not. I mean, again, I like rap music. And by the way, I've rapped and I'm white in yeah. said band drilling threes, right? Yeah. I'm not saying white people can't rap. I'm just saying, like, there seems like there's too many guys who are stars right now who all are white. Yeah, but they're not... I mean... But they're not like they're not good. Correct. Like, That's my point. So why are they yeah. stars? Why are they stars? They're terrible. Because because the whole music uh, world has devolved to the point where you don't have to be good to be a star. Which I you can I mean like Vanilla Ice wasn't good. No, not he at was all. A huge star. Huge star. I mean you met you mentioned Macklemore before. Like what's that guy doing now? Right. Well, he'll work on something else. But yeah, he like played the Super Bowl or something crazy. Like, he didn't headline it, but he was like there. Yeah, but he was a huge star for 10 minutes and he'll be gone in a year. Right. And I think that goes back to your point that Eminem is not overrated because Eminem, right. he, even, if, even if now he's not what he once was, he had a good like 12 year run there. Sure. I mean, I, I, think, I think the list of commercially successful white rappers who are actually good at rapping has one name on it. Yes. I agree. I mean, is there anybody else? No, there's not. I mean, there are other really great. There's a guy named Esoteric who's out of Boston. He was in a, a group called Seven Down Esoteric. Now he's in a thing called Zarface. Yeah. Spec Deck from Wu Tang Clan, and he is a phenomenal rapper. But like, no one listening to this podcast has ever heard of him. He's not a, a star like you know, like Eminem or correct. Any other and that's he's, and that's actually phenomenal white rappers out there. They're just not. At the, at the top of the field. Right, and that actually brings me to another point of the, of the rules of what we're going to do is that inherently you've got to be pop. In, I mean, you can be rap or country or whatever, in, you know, we classic rock, but if you were not commercially popular or viable, of course you're underrated because no one knows who you are. So we can't rate you. Like, you're underrated if, if you were not. So, like, to your point... Everybody we bring up is essentially pop, regardless of what their their genre is, because they made it to a point where we're, we feel comfortable rating them, right? Right. Okay, cool. So a couple more things. Um, okay, I, I, I covered that piece of it. Um, here are the here are the different like let's say let's say that you and I eventually get to a point, Roscoe P, where we want to do this as a bracket because we love brackets, right? Yeah, well, did you did you set up in the intro that I didn't hear what we're actually talking about? The, the most overrated bands of all time or oh. performers? Yeah. I did a little bit. Yeah, I did. But oh, go, okay. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is if we break it up, I'm thinking, obviously, like I just said, it's all pop. But I think we should break it up as follows, and I love your, I love your thoughts on this, and of course we may tweak this for the actual, you know, when we actually do this, right? But I think we got to break, break it up into one, a legends category, Okay. okay. Yeah. And the Legends category would include anything pre-1991 that would be classic rock, hip-hop, country, singer-songwriter, disco, whatever, okay? Okay. Then I want like a 1991 and forward alt-rock and newer rock and roll category. Mm. Um, I want a hip-hop category that would also be 91 and forward. And then, I because I think you and I know those two the most, Okay. <laughs> And then I think for the, for the third category, that would be 91 and forward. 
it would be kind of an amalgamation of, of country, boy bands, teen sensations, etc. Okay? Okay. So basically, there's like the classics version of that, and then there's like the three kind of main areas of like rock and roll, rap, which we, we which again, which you and I know well, and then kind of the catch-all modern. Is that fair? Or po- kind of modern? Sure. Okay. So I started breaking down groups based in that area. Not that you did or didn't, but, but that's kind of how maybe I'll structure the rest of the convo if that's cool with you. All right. Beautiful. Before we do that, though, uh, Steve Perry allegedly has a new song out. Okay. I just think that's shocking and amazing news. Steve Perry of Journey. Yes, I know Steve Perry. Uh, and, and of, uh, of what, what's, his, what's his single there? His solo big hit there? Oh, Sherry? Oh, Sherry, yeah. Oh, Sherry fame. I'll tell you what's not overrated. Oh, Sherry. Oh, Sherry, yeah. What a jam. What a jam. There's some talk. Uh, You know, I can't say it. All I know is this. Don't be surprised if I don't try to get Steve Perry to play my wedding if I ever get married. Put it that way. Wow. (laughs) Breaking news. But now that he's writing new songs, I I feel like I'm not going to get him. Too big. He's too big now. I, was, I liked it better when he was hiding out in Hawaii doing nothing. Yeah. Steve, come to Walpole. We're going to need you. Yeah. Shoot him and go! Anyway. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's go. Okay. Uh, legends category. I've got... All right. First of all, I think the Foo Fighters are properly rated. Okay. I would have, sat, I would have had them slightly overrated until I saw them live this summer. And now I realize that I've underrated how good they are live. So I'm not gonna. I want to. I want your take on that barometer to start. Foo Fighters, not not for discussion, or do you want to discuss them as being overrated? Um. Well, I think Foo Fighters uh, have gotten a bit lucky that. Okay. They're. I mean, I, well, I guess to answer your question, I would say no. I, I think they're properly rated. Um, yes. But I think they're they're. They're winning a race that no one else is running. Hmm. Like, like they exist in a time where there just aren't really rock bands anymore. Yeah, and they are, and they and they kind of got in there right at the end of the, you know, grunge whatever. And Dave Grohl and his name uh, recognition, and everyone knew him from Nirvana. And then they're able to start then, and then just keep going through a time where, like, if you want to go see a good rock band who's currently making rock music, like, who else are you going to see? Right. There's like no one else. There's no other. Like, who's the second best band that does what Foo Fighters does? Like nobody that nobody that we know about. To your point, nobody. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're going more into even even someone like Pearl Jam. I think is probably inching more towards that Legends category now. Yes. Yeah, I would. I mean, Pearl Jam. You can say you can literally put them right at that. They are on the timeline. Like, they are on the horizon, right? They are, they are 1991, 1992, right? So you're right. But, like, Foo Fighters, just keep, they keep making new stuff that, like, people actually seem to like. And, like, you're right. So anyway, I don't, think, I don't think Foo Fighters can be in this because, to your point, I think they're properly rated as, like, the only thing, <laughs> the only thing out there that is what they tried to be when they started. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is if there was more competition, they might not be rated so high. Correct. But, but there isn't, so it's fine that they're rated this high. Yes, yes. So we're on the same page there. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's go, let's go through some legends, okay? This whole thing started a few weeks ago. Yeah, with a, a tweet. A tweet by some we're guy. All, we're all important things start on Twitter. Right, right. 
we, I don't even know what the group was that the guy said before. The doors. Right, and I agreed. I basically said, some guy said, the Doors are the most overrated band of all time, and I basically wrote, you're 100% correct. And you were incensed and said it's Pink Floyd. Erroneous. You did say Pink Floyd, right? Yes. I said the most overrated band is Pink Floyd, the most overrated artist, as I've said. I think every time I've ever been on your podcast is Bruce Springsteen. But yes, the most overrated band is Pink Floyd. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's touch on Bruce Springsteen really quickly, because I've got an, another hot take. Mm-hmm. Coming from Cindy Harrington, who also broke the news on the Steve Perry deal. Uh, <laughs> what's that? She broke the news on the Steve Perry thing. Right before we, st- I called you to do the podcast. She's like, oh. she's like, Steve Perry has a new song. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been gone. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah. So, so speaking of speaking of Cindy Harrington and Bruce Springsteen. She had a hot take about why you're still single, Roscoe P. Yeah. It's because girls don't like that you don't like Bruce Springsteen. Right. How do you feel about that? I mean, uh, in two and a half years of therapy, that hasn't come up yet as a reason, but uh, um, I suppose, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's uh, I think that's completely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I think liking Bruce Springsteen is completely ridiculous. Right. And I don't even, I don't really understand. So I, I don't see the, the part of the, of this take that I don't understand is that how is it possible for any girl who doesn't know me yet to know that I don't like Bruce Springsteen? No, no, no. I think what she means is once you, she thinks there's a lot of people out there who once they found out about your Bruce Springsteen problems, yeah. they're like, <laughs> I don't have a Bruce Springsteen problem. The whole world has a Bruce Springsteen problem. I'm the only one who's thinking clearly about this. Exactly. Well, either way, apparently, because everybody else is wrong about this, and you're right, yes. that it's a deal breaker for the ladies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we got that going for us. Huh? Yeah. So, well, if, if uh, Cindy Harrington wants to come on this podcast to challenge me with that. Uh, yeah. No, I'm excited for that. Find me. I'm not hard to find. I'm very excited to try to do that in and around my 40th birthday, which is coming up uh, rapidly. As is yours, uh, by the way, Roscoe. Not as soon as mine. Yeah. We, we are uh, nine days away from the end of my 30s here. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what. It's been a ride and a half. Um, Maybe that's the reason why girls don't like me because I'm old AF. No, dude. I'm going to tell you what right now. I'm going to get myself in trouble. But, actually, I'm really not. But what I've noticed is uh, maybe not everybody likes a 40-year-old dude, but there are people out there who like 40-year-old dudes. And I, I don't mean that like a, I'm taking advantage of it, but I just mean like <laughs> I just mean like a, I'm a little bit smarter to know things that I didn't know when I was 30, and I'm just saying like I feel like there's a place for 40-year-old dudes in the dating world. I'm not in it, but you are. I'm just saying. Yeah, but it's a tough, and we're getting so far off track here. This is absurd. This is amazing. By the way, I'm probably going to get into a fight with my girlfriend when I put this up. <laughs> no, this is about me. You're not going to get into a fight about it. You're talking about me. Good. Good uh, point. Uh, I, it's a, it's a, it, it get. I, I see what you're saying, and I don't just. And I think like. In a lot of ways, I might be more attractive than I've ever been for just the reasons you you described. Like Boom! I'm not, exactly. I'm not the idiot that I was 15 years ago. Yes. Um, but. But then you get to this tough target to hit because a lot of girls around our age are married and off the market, and then you start getting younger, and then you get to too young, and then it's you know so you got a there's a tough there's a tough target to hit there is all I'm saying. 
I agree with you, but I think there's a target between like 31 and 35 that you need to like fully invest in right now. Okay. And also, can you go easy on the Bruce Springsteen talk? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bending. I am who I am. I have to be me. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? The right, the right lady will appreciate that. That's um, right. And she will probably prefer Billy Joel. There may be there may be one lady in the whole world who appreciates my Bruce Springsteen take, but I will find her and I will marry her. Yes, and, and, they, we, will, and we will uh, have a wedding with garlands of fresh herbs, and we will sing in a family band. And you will not be invited, Cindy Harrington. And Steve Perry will also sing at your wedding. Steve Perry will sing at the wedding. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Okay, <laughs> now let's get into some bands. <laughs> I actually think your girlfriend's going to be more mad at me than at you after after this. And that's, that's quite all right with everybody. Uh, yeah, that's better for everybody, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially for when you guys beef on the pod live. Anyway. Right. right. Um, <laughs> this is great stuff. So, <laughs> all right, the doors are in for sure. Why? That was my whole point, was they should not be in. Uh, the door, well, if, if I'm letting you have Springsteen, I'm getting the doors. All right. How many how – so you got all these brackets now. How many – people are going to be in this thing like 16 or less okay kiss is in there right yeah kiss stinks kiss stinks I, but see kiss in my very brief research for this i was kind of looking at is there a general consensus of who the greatest bands of all time are and then going through that list and picking out the people who shouldn't be there mm, good so, idea so kiss isn't really on those lists um okay but like i think i made this point before kiss is a band that's really popular among people who we like you know, like like musicians who we like all like kiss yes you know because they're just that there's a generation between us and kiss and that's like you know the guys who were big in the 90s who we like yeah um so for that reason i i i think they're overrated because there's just too many musicians who i respect who think that kiss is awesome and kiss stinks yes oh so they, they're on i did scribble a list down here of a few names and they are on it so sure we can put kiss in there okay how about the ramones Yes. Beautiful. Okay, that's my classic rock people so far. All right? So what is it? The Doors? Doors, Kiss. Springsteen, Kiss, Springsteen, Ramones, Pink Floyd. All right, can I throw a, one more name? Yes, that, please. Maybe? I don't know if I want to replace anybody or, or if this fits in a different category. Yeah, yeah throw it in. We'll, we'll make it work. How about the Eagles? Ooh. Yeah, sure. Ving Rhames and you, man. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. I am. I would. I almost said it. I almost just said it, and then I remembered what I'm doing here, and it's it. I hate the effing Eagles, man. <laughs> so anyway, all right, I'll put the Eagles on there. Not the Philadelphia Eagles, but guess Not what? The Philadelphia Eagles, though. No. Also no, overrated. No, they, they stink too. All of a sudden. Also <laughs> overrated. Just kidding, yeah. guys. But seriously, I got them. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Alt rock, newer rock. I got a couple questions for you. First of all, I, actually, almost all of these are me questioning whether they should be in or not. Okay. Okay. So here's a hot take, first of all. Is it possible for a band to be overrated, but somebody in the band to be either properly rated or underrated? Oh, that's a great question. Of course. Good, good, because here's I'm going to put this one out there for you. Yeah. And you're not going to be shocked as soon as I say it. Stone Temple Pilots are overrated. But but Scott Weiland is either properly rated or potentially underrated. Jeez, where to begin? I, th- I I agree that Scott Weiland is 
better than Stone Temple Pilots. I, I'll say this. If we're ranking singers, we're going to rank Scott Weiland pretty high. He'd be higher in a list of great singers than Stone Temple Pilots would be in a list of great bands. Correct. Um, but, man, I disagree. Stone Temple Pilots is overrated. I really like Stone Temple Pilots. I mean, I like them too, but maybe I like them. I agree. That's why I'm saying I'm not sure if they're in there. I think, you know. I we, would put them in there. Okay. And you know what? I I, properly rated. You know, you know who doesn't like Stone Temple Pilots? I didn't find out until earlier this year. Who's that? Drilling Three's drummer, Dr. Green. Dr. Green doesn't like Stone Temple Pilots? Dr. Green doesn't like Stone Temple Pilots. Well, flies in the Vaseline to him. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. the guy who would really like Stone Temple Pilots. You would think. Yeah. <laughs> you think you know a guy. So he, he thinks they're overrated, but he's not voting in this, so screw him. No, anyway, I, I think I, I can leave them out then, because you know what? They're, they are a good band. I just was yeah. I just had that thought. Okay. Simi- yeah, that's a good thought. That's an interesting thought to keep in mind for later, probably. Yeah, similar question about Sublime. Ooh. Um, one could argue that Bradley Noel is basically the reason Sublime hit. He obviously died tragically and quickly, and they've tried to come back. Uh, no one cares. Um, well, it's also, I mean, there's only one guy left from the original Sublime, so it's, it's really a different band at this point. Sure, sure, okay. Anyway, I, I don't know. This is, I, mean, I don't. I, again, I, I'm, these two. I, these two. I'm, I really don't. I mean, I think Sublime's great. Uh, I think America thinks Sublime's great. There's been a mil, there's been a million Sublime tribute bands who've made a living off of the fact that he died early and they weren't playing for a long time. So there's a market for Sublime. I think it's good stuff. I just wanted to check with you. Yeah, I wouldn't put him in there. I mean, the, the question to wonder about Sublime is how big they would have been if Brad didn't die. Right, and that's kind of my piece with the whole separating him from the band, which is like, you know, are they are they an immense success story, or did all they really have in them was that album, maybe like one other one other record, you know? Well, yeah, but we'll never know. I mean, I think it's an unfinished, correct, it's the unfinished novel. We just don't know what the next step would have been. So they've got to be properly rated then. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, cool, perfect. So now I'm going to get into something I know. I th- I think I know you're going to agree with me. Okay, is it Radiohead? No, but I'll put them in there for you. I'll put them in there for you. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> should have seen that one coming from a mile away. Yeah, you, should, you really should have. Yeah. You know, Roscoe P., I just had a thought back to an earlier piece of the conversation. Why don't yeah. you lead with hating Radiohead? I think you're in a better shot with that, with the ladies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, like, um, let's say, so tomorrow night, tomorrow I'm playing golf at an event. There's probably going to be a lot of drinking. Let's say I end up at a bar after this golf event. Yes. I should go up to some chick at the bar tomorrow night and be like, hi, uh, I'm Roscoe P and I hate Radiohead. <laughs> well, I think what you should do is this. Just open with that. Just Let's just get it out there. I think you should do this. You should say, hey, I'm Roscoe P and there's only one way you and I are going to be friends if you dislike Radiohead as much as I do. <laughs> I should, I'll put a Radiohead song on Touch Tunes. Yes. Walk over there and be like, hey, what do you think of this song? There it is. That's and if she goes, it's overrated garbage, I'll be like, what are you drinking? Yeah, that's actually a super move. <laughs> if you don't do that, I'm going to be very angry with you. That's all I'm saying. Fair. Noted. Okay. Done and done. Speaking of people I'm very angry with, Radiohead, there you go. Um, Limp Biscuit. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, you have no argument for me about them stinking. <laughs> um, but I, I, as far as being overrated, like, does, does anybody think they're good? So you're, you, think they're, you think they're properly rated as being terrible? I think most people, I, I don't think people <laughs> look, I mean, they were popular in their time, but I don't think anybody's looking back on Limp Bizkit as like... Like fondly. Yeah, right. 
Okay. It's like a great, a great act of that generation. Okay, good, 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 good. This is helpful. How about I know where you? I think you like these guys a lot more, but I, I don't know. Um, Godsmack. Oh, I don't like Godsmack. I think they're overrated. Okay, yeah, Godsmack's overrated. All right, so they're in. Lincoln yeah. Park. Uh, is Lincoln Park the one with the guy who died? Well, yes. Yeah. Um, and how about, so yeah, Ch- Chester... Uh, Chester Bedenfield or something. Bedenfield, yeah. So who was also briefly a singer in Stone Temple Pilots. Correct. Who Stone Temple Pilots has had two singers die. How about that? Correct. Um, Lincoln Park, yes. I, okay, that's a good one. Lincoln Park is overrated. Yeah, I think they're worth talking about. Okay, here's yeah. one that I... Go ahead, sorry. And they're, well, they're more part, like thing about Godsmack is like Lincoln. I think Lincoln Park is is better because they're bigger. Like I, I really the bands that I've thought about are like really big bands. Okay. That I think a ton of people like. No, I think that's good I, too. I, I want to tear them down. Okay. Okay. So like Lincoln Park is probably big enough for that. Godsmack might not be. Okay. Fair. Which you Even know, I think Godsmack is overrated. I'm not sure they're big enough, but maybe, maybe they are. I don't know. All right. So they're in the mix. Well, Lincoln Park's in. I want to get some of yours here too, but uh, Green Day. What do you think about Green Day? Ooh, man, they're really close. Right? Can we can we hold them out as like an alternate? Yes. I think they're properly rated, but it's close. Okay. What about these guys? And I, it pained me to write this. Well, it pained like twenty year old me to write this. Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, I mean, another one that I think is really kind of faded. Like, what's their... Like they faded, okay. Yeah, like, like where are they rated? They're kind of like the pioneers of, like, the, 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 the reemergence of pop emo punk, right? I guess. But, uh, but, yeah, but then again, Green Day, they're kind of like... I think, came, I, I think Green Day is. Yeah, they came after Green Day. They, they had, like, a couple... Co- I guess you're right. Okay, so they're probably not big enough. So that's all I have in that camp. You got any, any like alt rock, newer rock, like 1991 and forward bands you want to put on the table? Yes. Well, time time frame wise, yes. A slightly different style of music. Well, you, you noted my Radiohead comment, right? Yes, I've got that down here. Yep. Okay. How about this one? This this is going to upset some people. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Matthews Band. Ooh, people are going to be so mad at you. <laughs> Come at me, bro. At Roscoe P. Funk. You know where to find me. On the Twitter. Um, Dave Matthews Band. Whatever. Wow. Dave Matthews Band. That's a, Dave Matthews Band. That's a fair yeah. conversation. Right. Because this is what I mean. Like, that's a huge band. Yes. And I don't think they should be. Some of that is going to be... So, before uh, we met and before I transferred to Clark, I went to the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. And most of my memory of my freshman year there... Which was 1996-97 Is just Dave Matthews Pouring out of every dorm room Yes In the world Yes To the point where I I couldn't I just couldn't take it Uh, And then Several years Many years later I went to a Dave Matthews concert In Boston I think Okay And uh, Dave Matthews I'm told uh, Basically does two kinds of shows He does one He does like a radio hits show where he plays the songs like the four minute versions that you hear on the radio. Yep. And then he does the other kind, which is what I saw, where he, they basically just turn into a jam band. Hmm. And they just play like they they play you know they'll play for two hours, but they play six songs. Got it. Every song is has a thirteen minute violin solo, <laughs> and it was so 
boring. Like, it's one of the worst shows I've ever seen. All right. So there and, you go. and I went for free, which is I don't really care, but it was it was so boring. Okay, so you're... And, and people were loving it. And I'm like, what are you people... Like, it's the same violin solo he took four other times. To, like, it's just boring, whatever. So, yeah, I, Dave right. Matthews Band, I think, is over it. Okay, anybody else you want to get into this area here? <clears throat> um, I, uh, I got another one. See, I, this is a great one for me. Because I just love sticking it to people about the bands that they like. Okay. And, and telling them that they're wrong. Okay. This, is a, this band is maybe a little early... I don't know if you want to put them in this category. How about you two? Ooh, dude. <laughs> people are gonna get. People are gonna. You know, the good news is people are gonna. It's be, gonna get worse. Wait till I come for you. It's gonna get worse. <laughs> oh, I already know where you're coming, and I'm gonna hang up on you. I I think I know where you're going, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hang up on you. If it's I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna, I'm gonna build up to it though. You're not gonna see it coming. You're in a safe space. Okay. Um, do you want me to hit, hit people with some more? I want to end with you. I think you're you're clearly the the, the 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 salt the salt and pepper. You're the salt tonight for sure. Yeah, I'm the heel in this wrestling match. There's no doubt. About no question. That. I'm here to put you over. So here's a couple people that I have. Um, no surprise for anybody who's been listening to me. Pitbull's on this list. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not a, you know, as an entertainer, maybe not, but as a rapper, absolutely. Super overrated. How about Kanye as a rapper? Not as a producer, but as a rapper. Oh, Kanye stinks as a rapper. Okay, he's in. The, he's in. Uh, Soldier Boy, is he big enough to be in? Uh, I, I, maybe, but I also think he's properly rated because I think. Everybody knows what he is? Yes, he is what he is, right. Okay. He's not trying to be a rock him. <laughs> right. He, he does what he does. Okay, he's probably like like, Flo, like Florida. Like Florida is not. Uh, yeah, he's probably rated. Florida does what Florida does. Yeah. Totally. Okay. How about Akon? I feel like Akon was everywhere, and then he got he got replaced in like twenty minutes after he got in trouble. Well, I think he's in jail, isn't he? No, he got out, but I think he got replaced yeah. in twenty minutes. He was very replaceable. Yeah. And then here's a couple other ones. I have one hot take in here, but uh, Little Wayne. What do you think about him? Ooh. Yeah, well, he kind of wore himself out because there was a there was like a three year stretch where he was on every song. Yes, that was on the radio, so he kind of burned himself out. But then he went away too because he keeps having seizures, and maybe it's because he's drinking purple drink nine yeah. times a day, but or maybe not, but whatever. Allegedly, um, yeah, interesting. Lil Wayne. I mean, if I don't really have, I didn't really break it up like this. So I don't really have a lot of names in the in the hip hop world. So okay. if you need somebody, I'm okay with him. Yeah. Well let um, me let me hit you with the other ones I have and then we'll we'll, see. we'll we'll figure this out offline too, but you I think you might get mad at this one. Nicki Minaj? Oh gosh no. I love Nicki Minaj. Alright, we'll keep her out. He's we'll, like my favorite rapper right now. We'll keep her out. We'll keep her out. Drake. Uh well, we we got we got on Drake pretty good in the song of the summer one. I mean, true, true. You're right. I think he's yeah. I mean, he's really kind of unquestionably the the biggest star in music right now, right? And he's properly rated there. Like, I guess yeah, you're right. you can't really argue. You can you can like him or not, but you can't really argue. All right, you mentioned you mentioned Macklemore earlier. You think you think he's too like he's too done to matter? I think he's done. Okay, take him off. T Pain. Maybe the same thing, right? Everybody knows what he is, and he's kind of done, right? Yeah, T. I, I gained a lot of respect for T. Pain 
I think I might have brought this up on your podcast before on the uh, NPR Tiny Music series or Tiny Desk Music series. Yes. They call yes. He, he did one of those with just like a stripped down live thing, and he was really good. Okay, I'll take him off. It's like he can really do it. Like he's a real singer. Okay. Um, which then, is kind of unfortunate that he always does the auto tune stuff because he can really do it. So I don't know. I, I kind of like him. Okay. What about this? This one is literally just going for going for gasps. Okay. <laughs> Beastie Boys. Well, there's well. First of all, there's the other name on our list of commercially successful and good white rappers, right? Correct. How'd I forget about them? I don't know. No, Beastie Boys are legends. I know. I just they're I, like top ten all time, like undisputed top ten. I know. Time. I just kind of wanted to get people riled up. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, okay, I'm gonna hit you with a couple more, then I want you to get me the rest of your list. Okay. And, and after hearing you talk, and this is why we're doing this. Um, I, a lot of mine are going to get wiped out because they're not big enough, okay? That would include Color Me Bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ashanti. I took a shot at Ashanti. Probably should have done that. Not, not, Which one's Ashanti? She's the one who replaced Aaliyah. Oh, yeah. That's not fair, though. Yeah, not fair. Uh, here's a hot take. In sync. Because... I think without Justin Timberlake in that group, they would have been less successful than 98 Degrees or O-Town. Yeah. So I think NSYNC's overrated. Okay. I think Justin Timberlake, not, not overrated. He carried, the, he carried the crap out of those guys. Okay, yeah, right, of course. Yeah. Take him on down to Amityville. That, that's, your, that's your previous point. Could a member of the group be properly rated and but the band be overrated? Yes. So there's, there it is. I think in sync. Um, I think if Jessica Simpson is not overrated, Ashley Simpson is, but they're both probably not big enough anymore. Right. Do you think Amy Winehouse was overrated? Ooh, a little bit. Me too. Okay, yeah, we'll get a this. Bit. Sorry, Amy. I know you can't respond, but sorry. Yeah. I mean, damn. Yeah. yeah uh, that's a big deal about her. And then Carrie Underwood and Toby Keith are my two country ones to throw in there. I don't even know if you care, but... Take, take your word for it. I have no idea. Or right, maybe they'll make it, maybe they won't. That's who I basically have. Um, and That's I, your whole list? Yeah, I mean, I just kind of brainstormed some stuff. I'm going to do a lot more research, like, you know, before we really do this. But those were kind of the ones that kind of came to mind in, my, like, in like a half an hour's worth of kind of looking around. Yeah. So, all right, you got some big bands here, and I, I want to give you the, the floor for, for your, uh, your ascending level of hatred uh, spewing forth. So let's do it. What do you got? Well, I've got, I've got two in that kind of hip-hop R&B category. Okay. Um, I've got Dr. Dre. Ooh, wow. Yeah. As a, as a rapper, as, as everything? All of it. Wow. The scene, I think I've said this before, too. The, I, I thought Straight Outta Compton was fine. I didn't love it. It was, it was okay. Um, but the scene that still drives me crazy, and I think I would have liked the movie a lot more if this scene wasn't in it, because it's the only scene I remember, and I only remember because it drives me crazy. Okay. Is the scene where Dr. Dre is in the studio on the keyboard, like trying to figure out the riff for um, Nothing But a G Thing. Right. Like he's trying to, put the, like, trying to come up with the perfect riff for, you know, for the song. And he didn't come up with the riff. It's a sample. It's Leon Haywood's I Want to Do Something Freaky to You. Yes. It's not his song at all. Uh, so it's just like this characterization that he, he, you know, did something other than just take entire great 70s soul songs and have good rappers rap over them. 
Um, I, I resent that a little bit. Okay. He's, he's from him. Him and Diddy marked a real change in sampling. Like sampling used to be Beastie Boys, A Tribe Called Quest, uh, you know, uh, uh, De La Soul, Eric B. and Rakim, who would take a little bit of this song, a little bit of that song, a little bit of that song, and combine it into a new song. And there was a real art form there, I thought. Right. They just, you're saying they just lifted a track, put yes. new words over it, and called, yes. it, called it new. Well, doc, yes. Dr. Dre and Diddy, what they did was they just, yeah, they just essentially covered songs. They just took entire songs okay. and rapped them. Okay. That's fair. Um, All right, we'll put them on I, the list. I thought he got way too much credit for that. Okay. He's on the list. What else yeah. you got? And then the other, the one singer, I, I just, I, I've never been able to get into her, and I hate it. I wish I liked her, because I like her as a person. She's got a great story, and she seems like a great person, but I just never liked her music, is Mary J. Blige. Ooh, wow. Just never got into Mary J. Roscoe. And, and never really saw what the big deal was about her. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. We can do that. We can do that. All right, who else you got? Um, all right. Well, now, now I have to. I have to ask you a question. Okay. So, how much credit? I don't really know how to put this. I, I guess how much credit do we give to bands for how good they are early in, in their career versus them getting significantly worse late in their career? Uh, I mean, I, I honestly think you got to take it case by case because pretty much everybody's going to be better at the beginning. Right? right. I mean, well, there's the old thing about the second album's the hardest one to write because you have your entire life to write your first album. Right. And then if it hits, you've got like 12 months, eight, eight months. months to write your second one. Right. Um, but uh, that's not quite what I. Well, let, let me let me shoot you a name. Let me shoot you a name of a band. Yep. What if I were to say the name Metallica? Huh. Uh, and, and now, and now you know, here's here's my point. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is where I'm building up to my scorching hot take. That's not it yet, but we're getting there. Okay. You'll know it when it happens. Um, so if if I were to ask you yes or no, is Metallica one of the great bands of your of our lifetime? What would you say? Um, what would most people say? No, like that they'd say no. You don't you don't think Metallica is one of the best bands in the last thirty years? Of I mean, like. I do, but I don't think everybody would say that. Really? Yeah. You think if, if you looked up the best metal bands of... Oh, metal, yeah. They're like the best metal band. Or about top five. Right. Oh, I thought you meant like all, of, of all genres. Sorry. No, I mean like for what, for what they do. Like no, no, no. They're, yeah, they're, they're definitely... They're, they're first ballot metal. Right. Yeah. But what if... Metallica only existed from the year 2000 on. What if you just took that catalog? Is that one of the best rock bands of all time? No, it's like a it's like a better it's like a better Godsmack or something. Yeah, right. Is it, it's not even like a particularly good rock band, right? Sure, that's fair. So, so Metallica is a Hall of Fame band because of what they did from whatever 1984 to 1993 or whatever. Okay, no question. That's fair. So, my point is, but in like since then, they probably haven't been that good. So, are they overrated? Because they're not, like, one of the best bands ever now. Well, I think what you do is you look at the whole body of work and how people feel about them right now, and I think, I think in this particular case, I think everybody would say they had a hell of a run, they kept it going, it got progressively less and less relevant, and therefore, everybody kind of admits that. No one's, no one's 
to my to my knowledge, nobody's out there being like the newest Metallica record's the best, dude. Like right. I think everybody knows that they have they've been gradually descending and or worse since the Black Album came out in 1991, right? Which was 20 plus years ago, almost 30 years ago. Almost 30 years ago. Yeah. So anyway, I think they're properly rated as like they used to be great, and that's why they're in the Hall of Fame, and that they keep doing it because they clearly like doing it. Yeah, and there's probably also something to be said for the fact that they are able to still do it. Right. So anyway, who who are you built like where like I, I would put them in the list if you wanted to put them in the list. I don't think you I don't know if you even know if you are or you aren't. No, I I, I would not. Okay. But, I, but I'm making a larger point about yeah, how but, much credit do we give bands right. for early as opposed to later. Well, that's so, fair. And I think we I think we can agree that you know, again, you gotta look at you gotta look at both sides of the coin on that one. Right. And the the other band that's in that category for me is Aerosmith. Like no question. early Aerosmith, one of the great rock bands ever. Late Aerosmith kind of stinks. Where's Aerosmith? Is Aerosmith overrated? I think Aerosmith was overrated until they got even worse, like in the last five or seven years. Mm. And now everybody just feels bad for them, and so they're just properly rated as like they used to be good. They fumbled into properly because they, they got so bad that everyone just acknowledged that they used to be good, and now they're properly rated. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well. Here's here's a name uh, that might get you a little riled up. Okay. Just, just in the in this in this line of thought of giving credit to early work as opposed to later work. Yeah, sure. How about Guns N' Roses? I knew. You, well, actually, I thought you were going somewhere else. Um, but that that person is clear. I thought you were going to go with the Police and or Sting. But um, I think I think that that, that the, the police certainly got out. They got out while the getting was good. Yes. So they they are not they are not going to be guilty of this. And then Sting is Sting, and it's a whole different thing. So yes, but, the, but I think that example is that's the reverse of what you asked before. Yes, that's a member. That's a member of the band being overrated, but the band being properly rated. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your Guns N' Roses take. Um, I think you're right, actually, and I'm not upset by it. I think every here's what I'll say as a guy who's been to I think like five of their shows like recently, right? Um, they're literally only getting people to come to their shows now for two reasons. One, they're basically doing the stuff from the first four records, which was when they were good. Yeah. And number two, they took like 25 years off. From like the the the, the, the two icons, like the two icons in their band didn't waste the two thousands, the aughts playing together. So when they got together at like in twenty sixteen, people were like, "Oh crap!" Like it's a novelty, even though it's not, because it's just a bunch of fifty year old guys doing what they should have been doing when they were in their thirties and forties, but didn't. So you know, everybody's just glad that they're not playing at the Hampton Beach Casino anymore because they can be friends again or whatever, or at least suck it up and be business partners. No, Guns N' Roses definitely is overrated now, but everybody knows it. I mean, Chinese democracy is terrible, and they, they still insist on playing four of their songs at every one of their concerts. It's like, dude, what are you doing? But I even go back a little more than that. Like, I, I, I referenced to you before, I'm not sure the Use Your Illusions are all that good. Oh, that's like, bullcrap. Like <laughs> now, you now, now we're getting like, somewhere. I mean, Guns that Rose is horse a, crap. They have one good album. And that's not true. They have one. I mean, it's it's classic. It's maybe the best hard rock album of all time. But they have one good album when you get right down to it. Oh, dude, come on. All right, well, that's a good place. They're they're on the list. We will debate that. <laughs> I would argue with you very quickly because we're. Gonna, 
that use your illusion one and two. If you if you if you just did what their producer should have done, which is stripped it down to the ten good songs on those two twenty eight song like monoliths, right? You would have had a good second album, start to finish. Too much fluff. There's too they they let they let those guys have too much control of what they wanted to do. They should have just taken the best 10, 11 songs and made it use your illusion and then continue to work on the other crap. There's like seven or eight singles off the use your illusions that are all awesome still to this day. Um, so I think they would have had a second good record if they could have helped themselves. And it was up to their producer or somebody to be like, guys, you're out of control. But anyway, I, you know, I look forward to debating you on this one. But really not, because I agree with you that they're probably properly or, or overrated for doing a lot in 1987, a little bit in 1991, and not much else. So, anyway, that's all I got. You got any more bands? Or is that it? Um, I mean, I wrote down a couple others, but I don't. I mean, I think the ones that you touched on are better. I, I had a lot of the same, or a few of the same ones you had. Cool. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't. I don't care to share. Uh, well, I, uh, since we're making people upset, um, how about Bob Dylan? Oh yeah, put him on. He's overrated. Definitely put him on. Yeah. Let's let's because the thing is, I put I made this up when I did my cover band one with Carl Ray. Has any has anybody written hit songs that were made better by other people more than Bob Dylan? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Right. Which means it's Bob Dylan's a great. Bob Dylan's a really good songwriter and a really crummy like performer, recording artist, relative to how good of a songwriter he is. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, he's on the list. Bob Dylan for sure. Not you, Jacob Dylan. I'm talking to your dad. Yeah. I said it's cold. It feels like Independence Day. Oh. It's like, dude, it's Independence Day is in July. So if my lyrics are right on that, what are you talking about? <laughs> I could have transposed the lyrics, though, so don't listen to me. I uh, mean, did, did, did you think you were going to be singing a Wallflower song today when you were putting your socks on? Come on, try a little. Trick question, Roscoe P. I have not worn socks today because it's a hurricane oh. outside. Yes, <laughs> because it's a hurricane. Watch out for the whoo, hurricane. <laughs> a little homage to a completely well-rated artist, White Goodman. Yes. Anyway, all right, I digress. Roscoe, I look forward to doing this with you uh, when we do it in earnest, but good good job putting it together tonight. And uh, shout out to uh, Steve Perry <laughs> and um, Bruce Springsteen and Cindy Harrington, too. Yeah, we've covered a lot of ground here. No question. Philbusterfreestyle.com is where you can find us. You can find Roscoe P. at Roscoe P. Funk on all of the social media outlets. Uh, mainly on the Twitter and on Instagram, but anywhere else you want to find them, you can find them likely under at Roscoe P. Funk. Roscoe, stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. Thanks for being on tonight, buddy. Yeah, man.